We're not saying it's all holy, but... It's the Boyle and Rojas Podcast, episode 71. I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. Boyle, it's September. It is. What are we doing? We're listening to your favorite song, September, because why not? It's the greatest song in the world. But we're really Absolutely not. Absolutely is. <laughs> We're actually here today. Of all time. We haven't done a movie in now two weeks, together at least. Yes. You've seen a few, so we figured, mm-hmm. hey, it's the end of the summer, let's do a summer top five recap, give people what they want to hear, which is, do they see it, do they not, and what are the strongest things that came across from the summer, and to be honest with you, Nick, really writing my list down, there wasn't much to choose from, and... Not only I didn't find not much to choose from, but, like, the ones that were good were the ones that, like, completely stood out. Um, I think our lists are – we have not talked about this yet. Like, we usually don't. Um, but I think our lists are going to be very similar. I think I'm going to have one movie in there that you don't because you didn't see it. And I think you're going to have a movie in there that will shock me. And that's usually how this all works. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's start right. Number five. What's your pick, Nick? My number five movie of the summer, which I want to say I saw 29 movies this summer. Oh. Um, that's based off movies that are that's including uh, what kicked off the summer, in my opinion, which was Infinity War. Summer moves up earlier and earlier every well, year see, from Well, see, that's Hollywood, what I wasn't so, sure either, is, like, what's technically the summer? Because that could totally change. I, I, I consider it May to th- May through August. So, technically, you're saying Infinity War is on that list. I will include it technically because they had it at the end of April, but that's, like, a summer movie, even though it was, like, spring. That's terrible. Um, all right, so my number five movie, I'm going to give it to Solo, A Star Wars Story. Wow. Now – Look, there are movies that I thought that were better than this movie on the top five, but I'm going to give my summer recap to five movies that I had the most fun or I enjoyed the most at the um, at the movies this year in the summer, and it would be that solo Star Wars story. A uh, real return to form for Star Wars, uh, starring the uh, – what's that guy who plays Han Solo? Hold on, I have Letterbox pulled up here. That guy, he was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I saw it twice. It in was theaters. a lot of fun. Uh, Alden, all, Aaron Reich, I Yeah, I had such a good time. So that's my number five pick. Um, uh, yeah, boy, what do you think? It's so tough because, to be honest, I wasn't going to include Infinity War. I, I saw that opening day, and it was like mid-April. Like you saw it at the end of April, but I April, you saw it. No, you saw it April twenty. You saw it like April twenty seventh. Okay, April twenty seventh. That's not technically summer. So I feel like I personally can't. I mean, let me say I've also seen it five times. So if we're going by that, I think it'd be up at number one. That's you know what I mean? So that's the other thing. That's a good point of putting. It. So you think it's part of it? Because that's going to change my whole list now. I what? Well. I think Marvel movies kick off the summer. They always do. It just stinks, though, because to yeah. be honest, I wasn't considering that a summer movie. It didn't come. It's not like Spider-Man, where next year it comes out. That's in fine. The summer. It, it's not on my top five. It list. was original. It's not on my if, top five. If we list. were going by the summer, I'm gonna tell you right now, Avengers would be at number one. But I just for my list, I didn't go that far back. I went from May, and I had already technically seen Avengers in April. So to me, that doesn't count as a summer movie. So my number five okay. was actually also solo. Um, I 100% oh. – yeah, I 
truthfully, you could not have said it better, Nick. Just, it was such an enjoyable movie. I didn't like Rogue One, and I know I get a bunch of backlash for that, but it just didn't, like, click for me. I mean, good Mm -hmm. movie, I would watch it again, but it just wasn't, like, a great Star Wars movie for, for me. But this movie did that. I thought it had the same witty humor between the two characters that you saw in the old movies. I thought the casting was very well done. And I kind of like that they set it up for a future for it, too. I mean, obviously, he has a future. It's the beginning of his whole career and legacy. But it just was well put together. And I was so ex- I went in expecting so little and came out enjoying so much more than I anticipated. Solo, so little. <laughs> there you go. So, yes, I would agree. It's funny. But, um, yeah, that was at my number five, too. Uh, I guess we usually go every other, so I will go for number four. And my number four right. was Three Identical Strangers. So that's the one that I said mm. that I believed you wouldn't have because you never saw. However, you would truly it. appreciate it just in terms of our podcast and awards You know, coming up. First of all, I can tell you right now it's going to be one of the documentary awards. It was so well put together. Um, Mikhail and I saw mm. when we were on vacation, and we just truly – did enjoy it it has such a good storyline but in such a documentary form so it was very well done i will give them that like i thought it was well put together better than some documentaries i've seen so to me it's a good see if you don't know what it's about uh three identical strangers about these three brothers who were uh, three yeah three brothers all uh they were triplets when they were younger uh they were separated and you know spoiler alert but it it's not really spoiled because it's all over the news, but based what? Don't say it. Don't. I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. I literally know well, nothing it was about literally this movie. Literally in the trailer for the movie. No, I never saw a trailer. I purposely people told me don't look up anything uh, about this movie. Fine. And so many so people have not seen this movie about? yet. All right. I'm not gonna well, say that's it. that's what it's about. I already said it. So you find out their life is my point, and you will truly enjoy it. I think you'll have a good, um, a good time watching it. I open her film, so that's my number four. What about you? All right, my number four. I'm like looking through, and I'm like trying to like make some like last minute choices here, just because we had like I had, I enjoyed myself a lot this summer. Um, I'm gonna give number four to yeah. Upgrade, and and I it just you know it just cracks in the top four. It was like close to like one for like a good portion of the summer Let's but see. it's weird it because it didn't, one... i feel like a lot of people didn't see it yeah no that i don't care You're about that i don't care you. about other people mm-hmm. yeah for me yeah i'm not yeah. saying that this is for everyone i'm saying that this is uh this is my number four uh in terms of like most enjoyable um came out uh, we saw it june 3rd so it was kind of relatively earlier in the summer um it was like edge of my seat the whole movie wanted to know what's next like what's the twist what's gonna come and happen like next like i gave it four and a half out of five stars nine stars out of nine kernels out of ten on the fisher scale like now the cast is yeah but the cast is like secondary to this kind of movie just because the fact that they don't know anybody in this movie kind of makes it almost better because of everything that happens in the movie you feel like well like anybody and any everyone anybody could like die at any moment like the stakes are there and uh but we're not even like talking about what makes this movie amazing which you know if you haven't heard what this is back go back to listen to one of our older episodes about upgrade but basically this guy 
who, uh, you know, for one reason or another becomes uh, paralyzed from the waist down or I think the neck down. And uh, a scientist who his wife is friends with is like, hey, I can help you out with this. But, like, you got to, like, keep it a secret. And uh, he implants a thing in his in his head um, it called STEM. Uh, I had to look it up there. And uh, it changes his life, and I won't give it away. But it's uh, the scene where it's revealed is so cool, and the possibilities in, in yeah. this movie are endless, um, which is a lot of fun. You wish you could spend more time with um, the main character here, played by Logan Marshall Green. He was uh, gray. Uh, you wish you had more time with STEM, who was played by Simon Maiden. Um, but overall, a really interesting movie. It was directed by Lee Wannell, and uh, the studio was Goalpost Pictures. Uh, Blumhouse Productions was behind it. Um, which we love. We love Blumhouse on this podcast. We're a pro Blumhouse um, podcast. They've done Get Out, Whiplash, Split, Black Klansman, Happy Death Day, The Purge, uh, this movie. So we like Blumhouse. I like this movie. Boyle, what's your number three? I will or, just, what do you say about that? I what do you say about to, Upgrade? Um, to touch upon when you were talking about that was just the fact that it really was, you know, it was on our top list for the summer. We're really looking forward to it. And it really did you know live up to what it was anticipated to be and it was just something you haven't seen yet i mean maybe parts in other movies but not to this extent and like you said just the scenes of stem in action is just amazing a lot of the actors and actresses you don't know because a lot of them are actually um nick i i don't know if you knew this but they're all stunt people like they're you know you watch these movies like you know the justice league or all these other crazy movies and where people need their stuntmen to come in like these are stuntmen actually being actors and actresses for once so i thought that was cool um you were getting the person for who they were kind of like going to see you know mission impossible or one of those movies like the people do their own stuff in their own stunts so it makes that movie even better when you're like wow they just pulled that off you know um and i feel like you could compare this to almost like a uh like a john wick wouldn't you say like in that sort of essence and you're just like oh, wow he just did that like how did he do that you know and just so right exactly. in front of your face so, too yes. where it feels Overall, so real great movie i'm glad you put that up there um especially considering that was one of our <laughs> um one of our picks for the t- for the summer so i'm glad that that got up there but um let's go on to my right. number three like you said yes oh i will say this before i go before i go on from our summer preview episode none of my top three were on the summer preview episode so funny you say that um i'm very interested to see what you're gonna say then this that just put a yeah Ooh, wow that's a little okay. tease for all the listeners um, at home. so my number three was won't you be my neighbor um, I really mm. enjoyed that movie. I think I've just been enjoying documentaries more and learning about different things and whatever. Um, and truthfully, I mean, I was just so moved. I'm also, I'm also, yeah, That's very right. adult I'm of also you, a teacher. I teach little kids. So it's, I was able to relate to that and it really helped me get in the mindset for school again and just really bring you back home to what you're doing every day and appreciate your job, but appreciate somebody that you can live up to and that you use practices that he used every day as well. So, um, but just the impact he made on not just kids, but family members and friends that he worked and coworkers and the staff and 
you know, it, it just, he was a great man. So it just really was a nice movie uh, to totally take in and spend the time to sit in and watch it, watch it as a family, watch it however you want, but definitely see that movie. So. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, Anderson on the Film Vault uh, podcast listened to says it's there are a few movies that you see that legitimately just change your life, and he says he already knows that that's one of them just because you know he has a young son and it just made him want to nice. be better and teach certain values and and lessons to to his son to have his son be a better person and to make the world a better place and it just made you hopeful but also made you feel sad that you almost feel like. You know, what we've learned in this world is like hasn't been applied at all and like the world's getting a nastier place. And here was like this bright and cheerful movie amongst the chaos that was um, a crazy summer of 2018. Um, But yeah, great pick, Will. Um, Number three for me, it was a sequel. Any guesses before I say? Uh, Yep. (laughs) Incredibles too. Incredibles two. That's a good, um, a good guess. It was actually Sicario: Day of the Soldado. Wow! And Number that's three. awesome. You said that because I will tell you, I contemplated throwing that out there because that was a great movie, man. That was good. And look, this is my like enjoyable summer. It's not necessarily the movies I thought that were the best this summer. It was just movies that I really enjoyed and liked. Um, but yeah, this movie came out this summer. Um, I had just seen Sicario the night before. Yeah, I, I saw it literally minutes before I saw it, dude. Like, I literally <laughs> was a few minutes into the trailers late because I was watching the first one right beforehand. And then dude, you and I and went to see the second one. Yes, we did. And my, my mom and dad were there. Becca yep. was there. I think my sister might have been there. Like, it was a solid crew of people. Yeah, I totally um, I messed up the time, too, which is not a big deal. But it is. I felt yeah. terrible. <laughs> Uh, you know, three of my friends on Letterboxd saw it. I love that. I love that you, th- you three are all on Letterboxd. Becca, my, my dad, and Boyle are all on Letterboxd. Great app. It's it's Letterboxd, but minus the E at the end. Um, so great. Dad gave it, my dad gave it a five out of five. He just said, this is just a flat out good, good movie. And honestly, like, you don't need any more kind of words to describe it look uh starring josh brolin and benicio del toro this is a sequel to the movie that came out in about i think it was 2015 or 2014 i believe sicario um let's see that movie came out sicario came out in 2015 that was directed by dennis villanueva uh this movie was written by tyler sheridan or uh who um uh taylor sheridan who has written and directed a few movies. He wrote four movies, and he's written Sicario, Hell or High Water, Wind River, and Sicario, Day of the Soldado, which is awesome. And he directed Twelve Strong and Hell or High Water. So this guy just knows how to like make like these kind of like gritty kind of movies. And this was another one. Like I, I can't say enough good things about this. Like, look, this is not a perfect movie in my opinion, but this is a perfect like rewatchable movie from now until the end of time. Like I can see myself sitting on my couch on like a rainy Saturday and being like, Oh, Sicario de la Soldado is on. Even if that's like even a concept that will exist. No, and in it was, years I know. And it was watching not TV, not on demand, man, but you're right. No, you're and good. I think with a, with a sequel like this, like it kind of even puts the first one to shame. Like truthfully, I thought that it was more powerful and more like 
in your face like yeah this is a good movie sort of thing i didn't like feel that same way from the first movie i liked the first movie but this one stood out way more first one's definitely artistic and probably more respected more um but this one's kind of like the rambo 2 to the uh first blood um that was the first sicario this movie is just action non-stop action a few twists that happen in there some funny much like much needed funny one-liners from josh brolin who is yeah really i think and honestly at the end of the year we might look back and this was like a josh brolin year when you think about it yeah. he was cable in deadpool 2 yep he was thanos and he kicked ass in sakari he must Davis have made Sobato. so much that was money all, uh well you know what's funny is he got paid before all those movies oh wow when you think about it, so he didn't make a percentage on any of those box offices. Maybe he got a bonus. Maybe he had that worked into his contract. That would have been nice. Um, but anyway, Sicario Daily, we're not even like describing really like the plot of this movie. No. Like basically, uh, no point. But it's just a fun movie that takes place at like the border and like a very timely movie. It felt very much of the year that we're living in right now, of 2018, with some of the political storylines it falls under. But yeah, number three for me, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado, Boyle. Yeah, you're number two. I'm gonna say, man, I'm shocked by your number two. That literally threw me for a loop. No, that was my three. I still have two more. That was your three. Yeah. Wow. All right, I was totally tossing this up between um, two movies. And it's funny because it wasn't like, all right, well, it's kind of on the same path as you. Like, I had to choose between two sequels. Um, and I had to choose which one stood out more to me in different levels. And I also thought that um, the only thing is I actually need to double check now because I'm always worried about, you know, this whole time frame of everything. But, you know, I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, technically I saw it in the summer. It's a real big toss-up between Mission Impossible and Incredibles 2. And I know that's a really weird spectrum, but I couldn't take one and then give the other one the first position because I have to keep my first position for what it is. Um, oh. But between those two sequels, I thought they were both just so powerful, so entertaining, so action-like hacked i mean mission impossible you know kept you on your toes the entire movie you were sucked in like i can't wait to rewatch that movie i didn't even get to go see it a second time like i really wanted to um but seeing that and then also seeing incredibles 2 coming back after all these years you instantaneously want a third one it's funny the whole time you're into it um but the end of the day, I actually, even though I think by our scores, I gave Incredibles to a better rating, um, I actually put Mission Impossible as my second. Um, it just always, you know, the minute that, you know, the music starts going off, you just, doesn't matter where you are, you instantly become a spy. Like, dun, 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 and you start just hiding behind walls or being stupid. You know, it's just like such a great song. It honestly makes you feel like when you were a kid. Yeah, again, and, and you're, you're playing like, pretend. and Like, I'm a spy, exactly. yeah. That's what that movie did Exactly, and just for it to be, it was almost refreshing, you know, watching that movie because I was nervous. I was like, they could ruin Mission Impossible if they make a bad one. But then who was I get? Who was I kidding? You know, I went in, I loved it, 
just as much as I've loved the past couple of years watching them. Um, yeah, like Rogue Nation and um, Ghost Protocol. Uh, Ghost were Protocol were really good. And we're like, oh man, like these movies are actually really good. And like really we good. talked about Nick in the podcast for that one, but also leading up to it, like they just keep getting better. Like you don't think it could, but it has. Like him going out to learn how to fly a helicopter for a movie. Like, come on, who does that? That's awesome does his own stunts and that's kind of why i gave it to him more than incredibles 2 obviously incredibles 2 pixar animated and stuff but you know and it and it is so well done like you know brava bravo whatever you want to call it but mission impossible man when you have a real person doing their own stunts in an action-packed movie like that you get the double pump going you know in the movie theater everyone's throwing their hands around because you're getting pumped up too like you just leave that movie feeling so like amped up and in a good spot so yeah my number two mission impossible check it out fallout by the way let's be specific mission impossible fallout so nick your number two, right? Thanks, Boyle. You know what's funny? My number two is also Mission Impossible Fallout. This has been the summer of that. We, well, we've been seeing trailers for that movie since um, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was going to say January, but that makes sense. February. Yeah, we. I think they debuted the first trailer during the Super Bowl. And I was like, whoa, Like this movie looks crazy. And if you go back and watch the trailer... There are so many scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie. Really? Like, if you watch the trailer now, you're like, wait a minute. Like, I didn't even even see, like, wait a minute. That scene didn't happen. Like, where's this? Like, so I, again, like, I mentioned this on another podcast. Like, I listened to a six-hour podcast with the director. And uh, I mentioned this on previous episode. But he just broke down how they made that movie and how they, like, he just told the talent scouts. He directed Rogue Nation. He also directed Tom Cruise on Jack Reacher 1 and Jack Reacher 2. So this guy has been getting better at making these action movies, Chris McQuarrie. And they, Boyle, the way they did this movie is they scouted the locations first. They're like, find me cool places around the world, and then we'll write the story kind of around it. Like, I have a basic idea. We'll figure out. And he would, like, traveling to these different places, he'd write the scenes. Wow. And then work it out with Tom Cruise, and then they'd film it. But they'd only have, like, limited hours to do it at these different places. Anyway, look. Boyle, you captured perfectly what made this movie fun, but this movie was so much fun. If you watch the last two Mission Impossible movies, you'll really appreciate it because you'll love the cast of characters in this movie. That's what it is, um, too, is the final cast that he's not alone anymore, and he's got, like, his crew, and they picked, like, the perfect people for it. Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, and uh, Rachel Ferguson are just awesome. I love the romance aspect of it. I also love the the love loss kind of thing, but it's just so good with him and his wife. Um, this movie literally had everything. I know it's cliche to say that, but it had action. It had romance, suspense, like even like a little bit of uh, humor mixed in there. Um, creepiness at times is dark. Um, again, his own stunts. Like it's just, it's everything you want in a summer blockbuster movie. It literally is. I saw it on the big screen. I also saw it in IMAX. I had a great time each yeah. time. I was fired up watching that movie, and, like, I couldn't get enough of it. Like you said before, I can't wait to watch yep. it again. So that's my number two. I, I love that movie. It is – I gave it 9 out of 10 kernels. Like, that is – it's going to be on my top 10 list in the end of the year And it's so sure. crazy because, like, even though it's such a perfect movie, you can't give it a 10. Isn't that kind of funny? Like, it's still, like, as much as I could talk it up, as much as I could tell people about it, got to see this. This is fantastic. It still just doesn't hit that 10 out of 10, even though it's like a perfect movie. 
You know, we've been finding recently that a lot of oh, these Impossible? movies yeah. we've been seeing, Nick, and you can back me up, is that you go in with an assumption of where you're going to be. You come out either surprised, right on spot, or like, yikes, that was awful. But no matter what, like, that's, I don't know. It, Life of a Party was a perfect example. We were like, hey, that. It could only be a six. So, you know, talking about when, yes. when it can only be its full potential, like Mission Impossible Fallout, it met its potential. It was at its possible peak, but it's still only a nine. Yes. Couldn't get that ten for me. Right. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, because you know what it is? It's like um, gymnastics. So I think I've said this before. Gymnastics judges will will rate a move ahead of time on how difficult yeah. it is. And it has a hard cap at being that score because the way that thing is set up, it's it's only set up to reach a certain potential. And that's how sometimes these movies are. Like last year I gave um, Baby Driver a 10 out of 10 last year. I love that movie because it came out of nowhere. It felt so original to me, the music and how everything lined up, per, like the suspense. That movie was a 10 out of 10. I love yeah. that movie. Um, and, I, and this year Mission Impossible is that movie for me. But yet Baby Driver I just rate a little bit higher. But – yeah, what are we on? Are we on? Up this to is up to your here? number one and then mine. No, no, because I just gave my number two, and you already gave me number two. I guess I'll go. <laughs> All right, my number one pick of the summer. I could ever possibly give this to has to be Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Um, this movie just. It just was probably the most real movie I've seen in a little while. I felt that I could... We've seen a lot of real movies. We've seen a lot of intense movies. But this was the first movie I could feel like it really affected me. It really touched me. Like I felt like I really could connect on it. On a real perspective. On a real... I've been there. I've felt this. Even though the main character is a, a girl going through 8th grade... Uh, if, in case you don't know, it's her last two weeks of eighth grade. So you see her going through the transitions of getting ready to move on into high school. But like that weird, you know, puberty, you know, adolescent area and just all the things that comes with that. And everyone can connect to this movie in one way or another, whether you're doesn't, it just doesn't matter. You you can, you can connect whether you laugh, whether you cry, whether you it witnessed or experienced something that she went through you can connect to it and it's so real and just upbeat and like just in a sense you go through some very dark awkward scenes but they're true and they're real and it, it's just Bo Burnham did an amazing job um if you don't know Bo Burnham comedian I raved about him go back and listen to our podcast about it uh because I break it down I would give myself <laughs> little credit but i break it down really well so go check it out but that was my number one for the summer i was more than pleased and a full 10 out of 10 for me on that one yeah you really like that movie a lot it was a good movie like you said very real just the way it was shot and everything it just felt just so real also because it had like such fresh actors in it yep the dad was awesome too it was I really like the dad in that movie and it just was cool because for you to see that, you enjoyed it one way. I'd enjoyed it either the same way or a different way. But I enjoyed it even more because I follow Bo as a comedian. 
and his humor of himself was in there too and things he went through as a kid so I really appreciated that as well it's just stuff you've seen from his stand-up or things he's talked about behind closed doors you know through interviews and stuff it was just so cool to really see that but anyways so what's your number one well, you know, it's funny is a lot of people don't realize that Nick Boyle is actually actually wrote a biography about Bo Burnham. Yeah, but um, not everyone knows it. It's a small, don't small know book. It. Yeah, no, it's – yeah, exactly. He's still writing it. Um, <laughs> every day wakes up like, I wonder what Bo was doing today. The end. I'll write about it. Chapter, chapter 483. Still questioning. Um, so my number one movie of the summer is a movie that was already listed – by someone on the show, and since it's, <laughs> I know what it can is. Be Boyle, um, it was "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the documentary about Mr. Rogers. I mean, for a movie to like bring me to tears on several occasions, what? like it wasn't this Incredibles. Has to be good. <laughs> it wasn't Incredibles. Incredible, Incredibles was maybe in my top ten though. I'd, I'd say it was in my top ten. Yeah. But that movie just like literally came and went. I've been waiting for that movie for so long, but I know, right? Like I saw it once, and then I was just like, all right, anyway, moving on. You know what I mean? It was just, for me, at a certain point, it was just another movie for me to see. So give your lowdown on um, Want to Be My Neighbor. Just the way it was done, the mix of, they had so much archival footage. I know. And this movie succeeds on its archival footage and behind the scenes of, like, of Fred Rogers and his rise to, like, doing all this stuff. And he just seemed like he was such a kind soul. And it was one of those documentaries, too, where you're so trained for documentaries to go, and then this happened, and then all of a sudden it all falls apart. And, it, like, everything crumbles, but not for Fred Rogers, which was awesome. Like, he was, like, a genuine person, a kind soul. Changed, you know, it's a life-changing documentary, and just it just melts your heart, basically, watching it. And just, oh, man. I can still remember just the tears that were just, like, on my chin. Like, that was just wiping away just because of how powerful that movie was. And just, like, I'm going to just remember that movie fondly. Like, that was such a good day. Just seeing that movie and just it bringing me back to like my childhood and watching it at my grandmother's house and like the memories associated with that movie. Um, you know, sometimes nostalgia is like a little bit almost as like a cheap trick for movies to use in order for you to be like, oh, it's like the member berries in South Park. Like, oh, I remember. I I remember Mr. Rogers. Ooh, yeah, I remember. Like, uh-huh. it's like that, but this movie surpasses that, in my opinion. And. You know, and afterwards we record the podcast, you, me, my brother and sister in um, in like like a quad across some brown under a tree. And then we like go put the stuff away and we go get pizza and we got like ice cream and. Um, yeah, we had a day, man. We did. And then I went. Like we just had a good day. And it was so hot. I got back to our house. And we didn't have air conditioning in our house yet. And oh my God, I literally. <laughs> I literally was like <laughs> dying in my house watching the Devil Wears Prada that night, being like, "Will will I ever be able to sleep comfortably ever again in my life?" <laughs> that was that's how that night ended. But um, yeah, thanks, Mister Rogers. It just reminds me that I need to take the air conditioning probably out of my room soon. It's getting a little yeah, chilly. It's gonna be 80s this week, so is it gonna be in the 80s this week? All right, never so, mind. I'll take it out in November. Yeah, but it reminds right. us though, Boyle, that that wraps so anyways, up our summer list and turns us to fall. It does, and we are going to do our fall list uh, next Sunday. Uh, we'll, we're recording this on a Sunday. We're planning on doing that next Sunday. You know, just before you close it up, Nick, I want to point something out. That only one – actually, I'm sorry. 
two movies that were in my top three, Eighth Grade and Won't You Be My Neighbor, were the two of my honorable mentions in the in our summer preview. But Upgrade, Hereditary, both didn't make it up there. Yeah. And I don't even know what the third one. Up, I'm trying to think. Wait, of what what'd the you third say? Uh, Happy Time Murders was the third on our list. Oh, and Happy, and that was a letdown too. Yeah. What I'm was the first movie you said before Hereditary? Uh, upgrade. But you oh, so had yeah. that on yours. Yeah. But Upgrade wasn't on. I didn't have any of our three on Isn't that, that great? Funny how that works out. That's almost better. It is almost better because I still I still was, I still liked that I was able to talk about those because I still find that Upgrade was still a fantastic movie even if it didn't make it up to the top five and people should see that. But um, as well as Hereditary was just something totally different you haven't seen before. And I think even if you don't like horror movies, you could have a weird appreciation for that movie. You know what I mean? Like it was just so strange yeah. and out there. It, it is made for Not people who are out- no, no, but it's made. Um, it's like a movie that's made for people who are willing to accept a weird horror movie and not necessarily like a pop out scare horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't anything like um, Arrival or like um, what's that really good one we just saw that we loved, Annihilation. It's not like sci-fi, oh, yeah. you know. It's it's more of it is horror, but it just mm. was such a weird story. Like I wonder, knowing yeah. the story now, seeing it a second time, what I would think about it. Or yeah, would I be bored? True. You know, like, I find that that's going to be a forgetter. The oh. only one I didn't put up there that I would also mention is um, Tag. If you're looking for a good family, friend, you know, movie just with a good comedy, a couple good, you know, jokes. That it's an R-rated can... movie. You can't call an R-rated movie family-friendly. Well, could you? <laughs> it's a good point. It's not a family movie. I just meant, like, I would watch this with my parents or something. It was a funny movie. Oh, okay. You know, older family. Do you want? No, it's do you, totally more friend. You're right. Do you want to do um, our quick bottom three movies of the summer? Because I got them for you. My the three worst movies I saw in theaters this summer are gonna go to Bad Samaritan, yep. uh, Happy Time Murders, and then uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, you know what's funny? I'm <laughs> that's hilarious. You put that one on there. Even Two. though like I rated Life of the Party, Book Club, and Oh my um, god, breaking yeah, that in. wasn't on there? Yeah, even though I rated those movies, like, lower, I honestly did. It was just, like, just movies that, like, th- those were, like, movies that were, like, cheaply made. Like, like, like Jurassic World was made with, like, a bunch of movie, and it had the Im- same impact as, like, a silent fart. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> was nothing. That was a nothing movie. Oh my god. Dude, oh. di- like... That movie just was like, ugh. I don't know. You have any quick three bottom ones you want to shout out before we uh, well, take just, responses from our fans? Well, let me three again. Say it one more time. What did you say, bro? What were, the, what were the bottom three again? Oh, I said Jurassic World, Bad Samaritan, and uh, Happy Time Murders. I'd say for me, Bad Samaritan for sure. Just a bad movie. And I hope we get bashed again. Um... Bad Samaritan definitely up there. Um, I will say that Jurassic World is probably up there too. And then Teen Titan goes to the movies was probably my number three. Oh, yeah. Boyle said Teen Titans go to the movies is in his bottom three. Terrible. Somewhere. The only thing I would throw up there that Slayer. might be as bad would be Ocean's Eight. 
I give that a really low score, actually. Would you give a low score? Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8? Yeah, I didn't see Ocean's 8. It just didn't perform. But you know which movie was technically a summer movie, dude, that we actually didn't throw there that would easily be in top 10 was Game Night. That was that came out in February. Did it? Why did I? Yeah. Then my review just got yeah. posted on Letterbox. That's so strange. Yeah, because you just saw it like this summer or something. That's weird. Well. Yeah, I'm looking back on when I saw it. Like I keep scrolling. I saw it in. It says oh. I saw it in like May, like beginning of May. I saw it. Let's see, February. Oh wow. Maybe I didn't rate it on Letterboxd. That might have been why. Well, anyways, so that's our top five and our top worst three. Um, Boyle's review was June 3rd, 2018. Yeah, strange. But we got uh, we got the fall fall movies coming out next week. Probably just list a bunch things you might know, things you might not know. Um, I'm calling it now, man. 2019 is going to be the year of classics. There's some great movies coming out next year like this year i to be honest i've had a few good ones for sure but i think i liked last year better than this year but i think that from the lineup i'm looking at it next year man it's just oh like the have you seen the picture that says we're all about to lose money at the movies next year and it's like a picture of like all the logos of movies yeah. it's all you told me about it's that basically yeah, it's all like logos. It's all intellectual properties that have already existed, and people like the big corporations are just capitalizing on their nostalgia to sell us movie tickets and whatever. I'll go see all. Of them. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And it sounds like, by the way, Regal and Showcase might end up becoming definitely not Showcase. Didn't they didn't answer us? But Swansea did tweet us back, waiting to see if they're gonna come out with a rewards program. You know. I bet you it was Regal, just like tickling us so we'll just shut up for a little bit or just like they'll be like ooh Regal like tweeted at us nah, I, I, and you know what? it works yeah, but I actually at the same point how could you let someone like AMC use that model and make a bunch of money and not you know not try at least try oh yeah, yeah. what's that what's that movie with like something good times at the Royale yeah so that's like all that? coming up bad times at the El Royale October 5th I've got it all written down, big guy. But my It's all uh, up here in the besides, noggin, everybody. Besides us, our next podcast will be about The Nun. We're going to see it Wednesday night so that we don't sleep. Yep. Um, and then... Cookie Rojas and Chris Rojas have done did. a review of it. was it. good. Like a good review. It was. I yep. love their reviews. They're their so review. short to the point. So well done. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is after The Nun... That Sunday, we're going to be doing another podcast, like we said, about the fall preview. But coming out next Friday, that is very important to mention because I'm very excited about this movie. Even Michaela was like, now that movie pass only lets us use three, she's like, oh, I'm using one of mine for that, is White Boy Rick. That movie looked great. Mm, yes, and that I agree. That comes out next week. It, Matthew McConaughey at his, like, Matthew McConaughey-ist, that guy who's in it, who plays... White Boy Rick looks good. Like that looks like this year's um, Good Time, the uh, the movie yeah. Good Time, made by the um, something uh-huh. something brothers. I'm blanking on the name. Starring Robert Pattinson. It looks just great. And then the week and after raw. that, Nick Sisters um, Brothers comes out. Remember that the, that western? Oh, yes, that looks like that. great. Well, you also see that um, 
whatchamacallit? Sherlock yeah, and Holmes movie? Or Sherlock Holmes movie Holmes coming Holmes out? Holmes and Watson, November 9th. With Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley, That looks good. It's going to be a good fall. Did you know, fun fact about this. All right, so the guy who wrote, um, the guy who's directing and wrote Good Bad Times at the El Royale, you know what else he's written and produced? He produced The Good Place. Um, he produced the Daredevil wow. um, s- series. Um, but he wrote um, a few episodes of Daredevil. He wrote The Martian wow. with Matt Damon. He wrote World War Z. He wrote The Cabin in the Woods. Oh my gosh. He wrote episodes of Lost. He wrote the movie Cloverfield. He was he wrote episodes of Alias, Angel, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So this guy has what it takes to make really interesting stuff. So if you weren't already excited about this movie, be excited now. This and the fact that it's related in October means it's not quite going for awards, but it's going for like the movie that you enjoy in the fall, and I think this movie we're gonna really 100%. enjoy this fall. That's yeah, but we we have a full we have a full fall preview coming out next week. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. I'm at Oboil92. He's at Rojo36. <laughs> Rojo36. Uh, you can follow us at. We're at the VNR, VNR podcast. Yeah. You could. Can you like us? Is that a thing? No, we're not on Facebook. Do we? Should we upload these episodes to YouTube? Like literally, the only way we'll do it is if you message us and say you do. Because if not, I refuse to believe it. Oh, we had people who tweet at us their favorite oh, movies this summer. Yeah. We got Becca Samansky who said Mission Impossible Fallout was her favorite, which is exciting. We had Steve Crawford say Mama Mia oh, 2. Oh, that's a duh. total joke because it was terrible. And then we had, and then we had Egg Nick. Uh, which is one of Becca, Becca's friends at egg underscore Nick. Um, she wrote Mamma Mia two, and wow. she was not joking. Oh, it said her mom Dude, loved that movie Mamma was Mia junk. Two. Great soundtrack. Mamma Great Mia soundtrack. Two? Junk movie. Junk. But no. like fun, fun no. junk. Not though? drunk. Junk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like fun. Nope. Fun nope. junk. It literally, Michaela and I both almost were like, "This movie's bad," but because we lo- we love yeah, four but how songs great... in it, and that's what got us through the movie. That's literally it. Afterwards, we left. And we're like, "Wow, did we almost waste time?" Like it was like that, not good. But b- boy, how great, how great is that uh, meme? Oh of my god! What's his face? Like looking Dunkirk. at land from Dunkirk. And all of a sudden, like, it's home, and all of a sudden, it's... Dude, I laughed so hard at that. Like, I still will pull that up and chuckle to myself, because he's... In case you don't know the meme... Oh, me too. The guy from Dunkirk is the captain. He's looking out in the binoculars, and his assistant leans over and goes, What is it, sir? And he pulls the binoculars down super slow, and he's like, It's home, and he's got a huge smile on his face... And then it cuts to the scene from Mamma Mia 2 with the boats in the ocean and everyone singing and dancing. and oh, It looks like the most ever. fun party you've ever had in your life. It's all these boats coming ashore, listen, oh. singing out Dancing Queen. <laughs> and everyone is singing along, having a great time. Bright colors, yeah. people are on but the just island dancing. Face, it's like, I, like if the you see the movie, you'll, like, yes. you would appreciate that so much more. Like eventually you know you have to see it. But... I'm just telling you, when you see it, you're gonna that meme. You'll just watch it every day. It'll crack you up. 
every day. It'll it'll put yep. a smile on your face every single time. Oh man. Well, we've gone on long enough. We have. Thanks for listening thank- to this long podcast thank you. about the summer recap that wasn't its finest summer, at least in my it, opinion. It wasn't. I don't know. I liked it. It was. You know there what I liked about ones. it? It wasn't. It wasn't dominated by the superhero movies, in my opinion. Sure. A hundred percent. Like next summer, have... Spider-Man comes out in J- in July, and that's your summer. <laughs> you I got Captain Marvel. Deadpool you got 2. Avengers Four, and then you got Super Spider-Man. I mean. I didn't have Infinity War. Well, we we decided to not include Infinity War, but I didn't have Deadpool on here. I didn't have Ant-Man: The Wasp on here. Like. You know, we were dealing with a lot of issues too. Like by the end of late May, Boyle, people were dealing with movie theater fatigue. Like there was that. It was too. a lagging May. Yep. And then it ticked back up again in June. Well, so. and all the movie pass right. problems. <laughs> right. Well, it's not good. A lot of people. A lot of people. The person who got me into movie pass five years ago posted a screenshot of him canceling his subscription, <gasps> and he's had it since like 2012. And I was like, oh boy. Wow. Yeah. The end yeah. days are near. Yeah, the end day is near. The end game. You win the end game now. <laughs> and then after the end game comes the love game. Wait, uh, was that um, Lady, a Gaga. Lady Gaga joke? Yes, it is. A Star is Born out in theaters this week. All right, Boyle. Looking forward to that Talk to you too. later. Talk to you later, bud. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> what a terrible way to end that. I, I'm still recording.